just talk to you today in the next 15 to 20 minutes on one of the lessons that comes out of the birth of Christ as told in the Bible that has immediate practical application for you and I today. I have a feeling and, and sense it very strongly also in worship that this is going to be a breakthrough conversation for some of you today with the Lord. And I think that that's important because our spiritual journey is both a knowing and an experiencing of the Lord. I know things I didn't know before, but I have also tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And those two things have to blend together. If you only have knowing, you're at risk of becoming that guy, the guy who corrects everybody, who comes across potentially superior to everybody, who is always intersecting everything with a little tweak or a correction. But if you only have a taste and see that the Lord is good and not much knowing, then your feelings can often be like a roller coaster ride. Today, you know for sure that God is with you and tomorrow you're not as sure and your friends might judge you as being unreliable in your faith. But it is possible to have both knowing and tasting and that those two legs making you unshakable in your faith. And we must create space for both. We must create space for both. Today, the topic of my conversation coming out of the birth of Jesus on this Christmas morning is looking at the biblical way of starting fresh. I have a feeling that for some of us, in some level, on some area, have to start again. And that there is a way of starting fresh that is deeply powerful and very biblical. They tell us, the clever people, that between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there is a 400-year gap of silence. God didn't prophesy, and God didn't appear, and God didn't manifest. And there's a lot of uh, clever explanation for it. But some of it, just down in its very core, down at its very heart, is just that the relationship between man and God got that awkward that we couldn't talk to each other anymore. Have you ever been in an environment, had a family fight or a boyfriend-girlfriend breakup? I mean, oh yeah, some people are amening. But before it broke up, it was broken before the breakup. So when the brokenness was the awkwardness, you made coffee for one another, but it was quiet coffee. It was coffee with a pinch of salt rather than a teaspoon of love. You were willing to do what you have to, but not one red cent more because it was broken. It was uncomfortable and awkward because at times you wanted to share, but you didn't know who should make the first move. Everyone's waiting for somebody to make a move. And 400 years go by. Starting again in a biblical sense is this incredible encounter of God saying to man, can we just start again? We did it one way from Adam to now. It hasn't gone well. You know, Adam teaches us a valuable lesson that you can create a man, but he'll fall. You have to grow a man from baby steps so he can stand. And there's something about that journey that's incredibly important. Something about recognizing that 
from time to time, all of us need to learn the skill of just starting fresh. Throughout the Bible, people started again. David messed up. I didn't realize this. I was researching about David the other day. He broke five of the Ten Commandments in one action. Please don't tell me you have a heart like David after God's own heart. Just maybe the second half of David's life, but not the first half. The first half will send you to jail. But the second half was perhaps God tried it all over again with Noah. Let's start again. But it was one-sided. God tried to start again and gave people a second chance again and again. But the birth of Jesus changed everything. It's not just a date on a calendar. And I don't really mind whether it's technically in December or technically on the 25th. Who cares? We've got much more important things to worry about. I just want a day that puts Christ's name on it as the center day, that marks the beginning day and the end day. Please don't come and mess it up with technicalities and calculations. I want a day. You can choose any day you want, but it's going to be our day. You're going to have a holiday, but we're going to have a celebration because it's our day. It's Christ's day that changed everything. Isaiah chapter 40, uh, I will get to the traditional scripture, Luke chapter 2 in a moment. But Isaiah chapter 40 says this, Do you not know, have you not heard the Lord, the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and uh, and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They shall soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This passage of Scripture has as its underpinning the idea of renewing. Do you know that a marriage every now and then has to be renewed in its emotion and intention? Sometimes you renew your vows, but what you really always need to do is renew your commitment to one another. Every one of us goes through seasons when we feel like we've grown apart. Every one of us has businesses, uh, seasons in our businesses that draw us in too deep and they cause tension in our lives. And from time to time, you have to stop and get strength from the Lord who will renew you again. And all of us get distanced from God, either intentionally or unintentionally. Things happen in all of these areas of our lives and we grow apart. And God said in all of the Old Testament, come to me, Climb my mountain, meet me at the top of a hill. But in all of the New Testament, he said, stay where you are. I'll come to you. I'll meet you in your valley. I'll find you wherever you are. Though you make your bed in the pit of hell, I'll come and find you there. I will grow closer with you. You have to renew your strength. All of us have to refresh and renew our relationships and refresh and renew our commitments. From time to time, our heart has to just say, can we just start fresh? Isn't it amazing that God could have given, created a world with only sunshine, but he needed to give it seasons. He needed to visually represent to us that all of us will go through winters, but to take courage, 
Spring is already in the works and summer will come again. And the sun rises again on the righteous and the unrighteous. And those that wait upon the Lord will soar again. You feel low now, but height is on the way. From time to time, we have to bear in mind that we get ourselves in a bind. We get knotted and tied up and twisted. The Bible calls it entanglements. That's a great word. Do not be entangled again in yokes of slavery. You know what I'm talking about. You tweeted something and it got you entangled in a thing. You posted something that you shouldn't have. You said, oh wait, that's Elon. You, you, uh, you, you slid into someone's DM and it got you in an entanglement. You made a payment for somebody because it was black something, Friday or Tech Monday or uh, spend what's left over Tuesday. And it got you, it got you in a bind and you've got to start fresh. I thought I would do a clever thing recently. I would take some of the chilies I've been growing at home. I've become quite good at that. And I'll add them to a meal. I quite like spicy foods. We recently went to a restaurant in Bay West from our church and they do curries. And I asked for extra hot. And it came quite hot, but they, they must have looked at me and thought, we'll do it extra hot, but the way uh, the white people mean it. So I went back to the kitchen and asked for extra chilies and put them in. Everybody was so impressed. <laughs> but I took some Californian reapers I had grown at home. It's probably one of the hottest you can get. And I put it into a stew. But I decided, who needs measurements? <laughs> and this business of taking out the seeds seems like a lot of unnecessary effort, if I'm honest. I cooked up a storm for a few hours. Meat was tender, fell off the bone. And then I ate it. <laughs> now let me tell you something about the Bible. <clears throat> Measurements matter. <laughs> and if you're supposed to cut something out, cut it out. Your entanglement going to bite you. I also noticed, sidebar, this next bit is for free, that there were <laughs> those mace fools, I don't know what the English word is for it, little brown jobs. Uh, they seem more aggressive, angrier around me these days. Maybe because I keep chasing them away, but they aim for me when they fly at me. I noticed when I picked the Californian reapers, they'd been eating them. They too are angry. <laughs> They are upset at how hot my offerings are now to them. You think to yourself, ah, do I need to measure, measure it? I'll work it out my own way. The Bible says, cut those things out. They're roots of bitterness. They'll spring up and defile you. You say to yourself, well, how much harm can it do? Wait, you're cooking up an entanglement for yourself. The Bible reminds us out of the birth of Christ, there were a couple of reasons why we should start fresh. I mean, the obvious one is you should start fresh when things have gone wrong. 
When things go wrong, you don't stay in a wrong state. You find redemption out of the wrong. You don't say, well, I've messed up my relationship now, so it is what it is. Do you know that phrase has begun to annoy my spiritual, spiritual sensibilities? It is what it is. It doesn't have to be. It is what it is because I'm leaving it like this. But it doesn't have to be this way. I can rise in the morning and pray it to be something else. I can prophesy it to be something else. I can plan for it to be something else. Or I can persevere for it to be something else. When did we as believers become the victim of K. Sarah's attitude of whatever will be, will be? I thought we left that song in the 80s. Some people know what I'm talking about. The rest of you are going to be shazamming it later, asking yourselves what I'm talking about. When things have gone wrong, fix it. It becomes necessary to start fresh when things take, take detours. Secondly, we have to refresh or renew or start fresh when things have become unwise. I'm amazed at how many times I'm lulled or lured into something unwise and then convinced to just stay there. When something's unwise, start again. And then sometimes you have to start again or start fresh or be renewed when things have become weak. Your faith life has gotten perhaps a little weak and you need refreshing. Your Bible reading times maybe got lost. Or maybe your actions of faith got more and more spread out. And you're feeling a little weak. I want to encourage you today. If you wait upon the Lord, He will renew your strength. And you will rise up on wings as eagles once again. Don't accept weakness as your new condition. Don't accept it as the new you. This is who I am now. Instead, say, this is what I'm going through now. I'm heading to who I am in a bit. I'm just in the baby phase now, but give me time. I'll stand at the top of a mountain and tell the devil to leave me alone. In Luke chapter 2, a great host of angels. You know, in all the New Testament, Angels really are only noticeable at the birth of Jesus and the story around the nativity. They visit this one and they visit that one and they appear to uh, shepherds and they appear uh, to Mary and Joseph and Zacchaeus and uh, Zechariah rather and, um, and to John. Angels everywhere to shift this remarkable story that God was doing something different. He was asking man if we could please start again. God made the first move. In that awkwardness of the relationship that had broken down, God said, don't come find me. I'll come find you. You got lost more than once. You got lost trying to get out of being lost. But I'll find you. And then God changed the nature of our relationship with him a little. You see, with Adam... God was mighty and always in charge. But with Jesus, he starts out as a humble servant 
and a child and taught us we can grow together. For if you did it for the least of these, you did it also for me. God needed nothing in Genesis and God needed nurturing in John. What a better relationship to build. Build it like that. I want to encourage you today to think about ways of being renewed. It's a start fresh day for you today. For some of you, your relationship with your husband or your wife has to have a fresh start today. For some of you, your relationship with your mom or dad or family, it has to be renewed today. For some of you, your relationship with Jesus has to be renewed today. Today, you are going to be at a stable and witnessing a moment at a manger. And today, you'll strip back all the add-ons and it'll just be you and the Lord Jesus Christ starting again. The good thing about starting fresh is you don't start from nothing. Failure is a wonderful teacher. You don't start from nothing. Spring doesn't start from nothing. Spring starts from the roots that matured during winter. I think I told you the story. I'll share it for fun. I have, my 500 minutes is reduced to six. I grew grapes a few years ago. Some of you know the story. A lot of grapevines. I wasn't going to make wine, but maybe. I tried the water into wine and I thought maybe I need steps in between. I grew some grapevines and they did very well. Red grapes, table grapes, big grapes. There were so many of them, I thought, well, I'm going to have to make raisins and communion wine. But when I picked them and I chased away those little brown birds, I would stand there in the morning with a catty. And I don't come with your sympathetic feelings. I don't see you out there growing grapes, just eating them from Willie's or spa. But when I picked them, they were bitter. A year of growing grapes, bitter. Two years actually, bitter. I was so fed up, I dug up the grapevines, threw them away. I went to a pro in growing grapes. I said, could you get me grapevines I could plant that I'll enjoy? Because I said, last year's ones were bitter and I dug out the vines. He said, how old were the vines? I said, the year I planted them and then the year they produced. He said, you know, it takes three years for the bitterness to go away. (laughs) Okay, you came at me, so you wouldn't mind if I came at you a little. It takes a couple of years for some stuff to grow. You've got to keep reading, keep worshipping, keep coming, keep giving, keep standing. It'll be a little hard at the beginning, but the vine's growing and sweetening. And a few years' time, it'll be sweet fruits from a sweet life following a sweet saviour. But you've got to get there. You've got to get there. You need the baby steps. Number one on receiving a renewal is you need baby steps. Growing a man is better than building a man. In Genesis, God made man. In one day, he was a grown-up. And as wonderful as that was, 
He had no history. He had no story. He had no missteps. So the first problem that came unraveled him. And so God said, we won't do it that way. We will come into a man. And starting as a newborn baby, earnestly desiring spiritual milk, we will grow out of that man or that woman a new man. That man will have a story, a history, a destiny, and steps and actions. They will stand strong. Don't regret the mistakes, the fights, the the errors. They're part of making you solid. Ephesians chapter 4 says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. Watch out that your mind doesn't go stale. It's easy to let your mind go stale. You get ripped off once, you help no one. You ride into a pothole, you say to yourself, there is no tar in South Africa. (laughs) I say that with considerable prayer. I know the road you came in on. You give and nothing comes of it. You get involved in church, you get hurt. You start a relationship, it ends badly. You marry somebody and they're not as neat as you had hoped. There's a lot of amening going on there and I'm not sure how I got involved in your family feud. Please keep me out of your Christmas lunch. But actually, it's how you become who you are. Secondly, we need breakthrough seasons in our lives. We need baby steps, but we need breakthrough seasons. You need divine moments. You know, like in business when you get the contract you hoped for, or you crack it into a new tier of business, or you finally find the employee you dreamt of, knows the work, and can get there on time. Was that rude? Sorry, I take it back. Do I? I don't, actually. Spiritually, we should be the same. It all gets a little stale and familiar until you have a breakthrough. I remember as a younger preacher, I still consider myself quite young. Maybe it's just the renewing of my mind. There's that great scripture that says, though outwardly we perish, yet inwardly we are renewed day by day. For so many people it's the other way around, trying so hard to be renewed outwardly and then dying internally day by day. So busy with cosmetic what-whats, but nothing. I'm just going to leave that there, and if it's uh, shoe fits, then feel free to take it home and, and share it with a friend. Um, but we are augmenting the outside and ignoring the inside a lot in life out there, a lot, thinking that we can make beautiful uh, something broken. You can't. You have, to, you have to heal what is broken and reconnect what is disconnected, and then beauty comes uh, from the inside. I love this phrase, you have to go through some things to get to some things. I want to get to some things, but the only road there 
is turbulent. You've got to start again or ask for renewed strength. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I'm almost done. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are, there it is, wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. The key to the word there, the scripture there is, don't lose heart. It doesn't look like it'll come together now, but there is a breakthrough waiting for you if you'll wait on the Lord. When I become overwhelmed and think, I don't know how any of this is going to come right. I've realized if you don't know where to start, start with something small. Do a two-minute prayer, a five-minute Bible reading. Do a silent prayer walk around your garden or your street block or your water fountain if that's all the energy you have right now. Start somewhere and you'll get somewhere. He will renew your strength. An author called Craig, surname I cannot pronounce. You're all going to come help me afterwards. Christian author wrote this, without a beginning, I'm pouring the whole of my existence into building endings. While the cross and the resurrection declare that God is incessantly building beginnings from the collapse of endings. I like that quote for this reason. I'm not spending the rest of my life working out how to end well. I'm spending the rest of my life working out what new things I can begin also. You have to be careful you don't think that it's just about an ending. Some things end so that something new can start. It's time for new beginnings. It's time for renewed strength. And it's time for repairing things that have long been broken. This is a breakthrough moment and day for you. Finally, you receive renewal by having a bold spirit. Jude chapter 1 says, this is only one chapter in Jude, verse 12, says that some people, no one here, just some people out there, casually just throwing it in there, there are clouds without water, carried about by the wind, late autumn trees uh, uh, without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the root. I think that's so harsh. But being, those of us who are in Mandela Bay, being in a drought-stricken area, I get so excited when I see clouds and so disappointed when they have no rain. All the promise, all the thunder. I mean, the other day we had enough thunder to guarantee the end of a drought. Eh. It's enough to dirty uh, things. What you need is clouds with rain. Your life and mine can very easily become clouds without rain. What do I mean by that in a practical sense? This world will beat you into timidity and shyness and embarrassment when it comes to your faith. If you start to worry about how this world thinks of you, 
you're going to have to get up and say, we're not just fluffy clouds floating around on a Sunday. We are clouds with rain. We renew the earth. We bring life where we go. We cause growth wherever we are. The Lord is the well of living water with inside of us. We are more than a glass. We are more than a glass half full. Our cup runneth over and we have a voice and have to use that voice. If we don't do that, you'll be beaten into, oh, so you're still single or you're still a virgin or you're still doing business ethically or you're still married to your wife. Oh, that's funny. The ball and chain hasn't gotten to you yet, has she? Or, oh, are there still uh, virgins in the world these days? Or uh, a statement of embarrassment intended to make you feel odd. That is a spirit, and that spirit is draining you of life. And you will have to get up at some point and find your voice and say, I'm doing it God's way. I'm building my business biblically. Forget ethically. Ethically, I expect from people anyway, biblically. I'm building it biblically. Just separate the difference between building your business ethically and biblically. Okay, so a business that is ethical means you have morals. A business that is biblical means you intend to use your business to expand God's kingdom. In whatever way, whether it's getting your employees and and friends to church, whether it's giving resources or expand. But what you're doing is you're saying, this is the Lord's. He has need of it, he may use it. And we can't get too embarrassed to be silenced. You've got to find your voice. You've got to get bold. The Lord is on my side and I am his. If you don't do that, after enough time, you'll have something, but you won't have everything. And today, I want to encourage you to have everything God intended for you. Not something, everything. Let it be the fullness of the measure of what God had in mind for you. In a moment, we'll close in prayer and you can stick around and grab coffee if you want. By the way, if you're a guest here and Mike's already shared and you knew, we just want you to know we'll offer you a cup of coffee and we'll answer any questions, but we hope you won't be a stranger or a visitor for too long and that you'll find this to be your spiritual home. You might be here today just to hear me say, this is where you should be. I especially want to encourage you today to renew your strength and have a fresh start. Jesus came to start a relationship with man anew. It's the ultimate statement. Could we please start again? Would you please stand with me? My plan is simply to pray a prayer with you so you don't need to feel uh, anxious about getting to the coffee shop. Um, And also to invite you to respond. So I wonder if I could invite you just for a moment to close your eyes. If you're watching online, obviously you don't need to close your eyes. 
Um, but I do, I do want to offer a prayer for a moment. If you're here today and something about this conversation has struck a chord with you that this is a day to start fresh or to renew your strength. And that things have gotten awkward in some area of your life, uncomfortable in some area of your life, and things need a breakthrough, a reboot, a reset. And especially if you have, if you have a distance between you and God, a bridge, a divide you seem to be unable to bridge, I want to pray for you. So if you're here this morning and you need that moment, would you just do me the courtesy of raising your hand just long enough for me to see it and say, George, would you please include me in that prayer? I am, this is a moment for me today. Uh, Would you please pray? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. The type of service doesn't encourage or allow for coming forward now, but if you want at the end to be prayed for personally, there are trained up team right up front here who will stay here as long as you need a prayer. You're welcome to come forward. But I'd like to pray for you all. And when I'm done, I'm going to leave a salvation prayer up on the screen, which you can pray at your own leisure to make a commitment to Christ if you haven't. But if you do pray that prayer, when I leave it on the screen, please comment on the on the um, online that you prayed it or come and tell us you prayed it. We'll gladly uh, pray with you, give you a Bible for free if you don't have one, and Perhaps take down your details to invite you to a Bible study. Lord, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to us when we couldn't get to you. Thank you for fresh starts. Thank you for renewed strength. Thank you for teaching us that baby steps matter. Thank you, Lord, for growing us. Thank you, Lord, that it is a child that becomes a man, that becomes a king, that becomes my king. And Lord, today we thank you for the privilege of a renewed faith, a renewed strength and a fresh start. We honour you for it. What a great gift Christmas represents. Not the receiving of you only, but the receiving of our restored selves back to us. How deeply grateful we are for that. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Would you give God a shout of praise and thanksgiving?